Hello, this is Marcin from Poland and you're listening to Everybody ESL. Welcome to episode 79 of Everybody ESL, the podcast for everybody who wants to improve their English, practice their English, or just learn more English. My name is Ben, and I have another good episode for you today. We're going to talk about grammar and vocabulary and small talk and a lot more. You can subscribe to the Everybody ESL podcast at Apple Podcasts, on the Stitcher app, and wherever you find your podcasts. If you like Everybody ESL, leave it a good review so other people can find out about it too. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for me, please send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. Okay, let's get on with this episode. As I'm recording this, it is July 4th, and the 4th of July is a big holiday in the United States. And it is a holiday that involves fireworks. Many people set off fireworks all across the country. And every city and many small towns will have their own big fireworks displays tonight. So I thought fireworks would be a good theme for this episode's vocabulary list. And the first word on our fireworks vocabulary list is Boom. B-O-O-M. Boom means any loud, deep sound. So fireworks make a boom, and thunder makes a boom. Boom can also be a verb, meaning to make a loud sound, to make a boom, or to make a booming sound. So we can say, during the celebration, the fireworks boomed all night. And the next word on our fireworks vocabulary list is ignite. Ignite. I-G-N-I-T-E. Ignite is kind of a fancy way of saying to set on fire or to make something burn. And that leads us to the next word on our list, which is fuse. F-U-S-E. A fuse is like a long string that you set on fire to ignite fireworks. The next word on the list is firecracker. F-I-R-E-C-R-A-C-K-E-R. I guess a firecracker is a kind of fireworks, but I usually think of fireworks as involving lots of colors and lights and things like that, and a firecracker is usually a small thing like a little stick. Maybe it's only as big as a match and it makes a loud boom. That's what a firecracker is. It makes a very loud sound. How about this word, sparkler? Sparkler, S-P-A-R-K-L-E-R. Do you know what a sparkler is? Well, around here on the 4th of July, we always see sparklers. A sparkler is a long metal stick, and it has some kind of special stuff on one end. 
So when you light it with a match, it makes sparks. It makes many, many white sparks that shoot off in all directions. And often kids like to hold sparklers and wave them around at night. The next word is dud. Dud. D-U-D. A dud is something that doesn't work right. Or maybe it doesn't work at all. And the reason I thought of dud for this fireworks list is I can remember many times when I was a kid and people would be lighting fireworks. And occasionally there would be one firework that just didn't work. Somebody lit the fuse, but then nothing happened. It was a dud. Something went wrong. It wasn't made properly. It didn't work right. That's what a dud is. Something that doesn't work right. Now, fireworks and firecrackers can be deafening. That's the next word. Deafening. D-E-A-F-E-N-I-N-G. Now, the key to this word is the word deaf. D-E-A-F. Do you know deaf? To be deaf means that you cannot hear. The same way being blind means you cannot see or your eyes don't work properly. Being deaf means you cannot hear. And if you want to say that something is so loud that it could almost make you deaf, you can call it deafening. And many fireworks and firecrackers are deafening. And the last word on our fireworks vocabulary list is pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics. P-Y-R-O-T-E-C-H-N-I-C-S. Pyrotechnics is really just a fancy word for fireworks. But if you attend any fireworks displays for the 4th of July or some other holiday or big event, you might see the word pyrotechnics. And now you'll know that that's just a fancy way of saying fireworks. Well, that is our fireworks vocabulary list. And I do need to say, if you are using fireworks, make sure you do it in a safe way and make sure fireworks are legal where you live. Today's social situation or small talk topic is about one-word answers. What is a one-word answer? Well, it's not very complicated. It's an answer that is only one word. And in general, I think when you are making small talk, you should avoid one-word answers. Why is that? Well, there are two reasons. One reason is that small talk is a great chance for you to practice English. You can practice English with somebody you don't even know, so you don't even have to worry about making mistakes. Make all the mistakes you want. You might never see this person again. That might make it easier for you to have the confidence to speak English. The other reason to avoid one-word answers is that they can sound impolite. Let me give you an example. If one person says to another person, Oh, hello, good morning, how are you today? And the other person just says, fine. That doesn't sound very polite. It doesn't sound very friendly. I think a better answer is something like this. Oh, I'm fine, thanks. How are you today? Or if somebody asks you, oh, what do you think about this weather today? And you answer, fine. That doesn't sound very friendly. I think it's a better idea to answer that question like this. 
Oh, I think this weather's okay. I don't mind a little bit of rain. Or, it is a little bit too hot for me. How about you? I think it's usually better in these kinds of situations to give a longer answer, give a little bit of information, and then give the other person a question to answer. That's usually how small talk works the best. Two people, or maybe more than two people, talking about something not very important and just being friendly and just filling up the time. Maybe you're waiting for the bus to come. Maybe you're waiting for a class to start. Maybe you're waiting in line somewhere. Small talk is really just a way to fill the time. And for an English language learner, small talk can be an opportunity to practice. So that's why I think you should avoid one-word answers. Today's grammar lesson involves something that we can call a have construction. Here's an example of a sentence that uses this have construction. I'm going to have someone come over and paint my house this weekend. Did you hear that? Did it make sense? I'm going to have someone come over to paint my house this weekend. What does this construction mean? What does it mean to have someone do something? To have someone do something means to make arrangements or to make plans for someone to do something. To hire someone to do something. To arrange for someone to do something. To make some kind of plan or preparation that involves asking somebody to do something. And I think this is a pretty common construction. If you keep your ears open, I think you will definitely hear people use this have construction. Somebody might say, I can't go to lunch with you tomorrow. I'm having the mechanic take a look at my car. I'm having the mechanic take a look at my car. I'm having someone do something. That's how this construction works. Here's another example. I felt too sick to go to work, so I had my mother call my boss to say I would not be in. I had my mother call. I had someone do something. Now, there's a slightly different version of this have construction. It works the same way, but it looks a little bit different. Instead of saying, have someone do something, you can say, have something done. Here's an example of that version of the have construction. Tomorrow, I'm having my hair cut. Tomorrow, I'm having my hair cut. We are having our house painted next summer. I'm having a tutor come to my house tomorrow. So these are the two forms of the have construction. To have somebody do something or to have something done. And they mean the same thing. They mean to make arrangements for somebody to do something for you or to make arrangements for something to be done. So see if you can form your own sentences with these have constructions. And now it is time for the joke of the week. That's right. It's everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's everybody's favorite part of the week. 
it is time for this episode's joke. And here it is. What is smarter than a talking parrot? What is smarter than a talking parrot? Do you know what a parrot is? Parrot is P-A-R-R-O-T. A parrot is a kind of bird, and some parrots are very good at mimicking or copying people's speech. They're very good at talking. They sure sound like people sometimes. Some parrots can learn to say many, many, many words and many, many sentences. So, what is smarter than a talking parrot? Do you have any ideas? What is smarter than a talking parrot? Okay, well, here is the answer. What is smarter than a talking parrot? A spelling bee. A spelling bee. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Does that mean anything to you, a spelling bee? Well, what it sounds like at first is a bee, you know, a little buzzing insect that stings, a bee that knows how to spell, a bee that knows how to spell words. That sounds pretty smart, but why is this a joke? I mean, why could we not say that the answer is, um, what is smarter than a talking parrot, um, a frog that can play the piano? I mean, I guess we could say that. Well, here's why the spelling bee answer is a joke. Because a spelling bee is a certain kind of contest. This is something that many American school children participate in. They participate in spelling bees, which are a kind of spelling contest. Contests to see who can spell the most words or who can spell the most complicated words. And as you know, if you have studied English at all, even if you are a complete beginner and you know very little about English, you know that English spelling is extremely difficult. It really doesn't make very much sense. It gives everybody problems. It gives most English speakers problems, at least when they are kids and they're learning. So we even have contests all about spelling words. Well, that's why this is a joke, because spelling bee can mean a bee that knows how to spell or this kind of spelling contest. What's smarter than a talking parrot? A spelling bee. Oh, my goodness. Another fantastic joke that we will all remember for the rest of our lives. Quiz time. What I'm going to do is read four sentences, two times each, and I'm going to read them pretty quickly. I'm going to read them at a natural, normal, conversational speed. And what you need to do is try to understand what I'm saying. If you need to listen to these sentences more than once, if you need to listen to them five times, ten times, twenty times, it doesn't matter. Listen to them as many times as you like and try to understand everything I'm saying. After I have read each sentence two times fast, I will read them again much, much more slowly. And I will explain any interesting vocabulary or grammar that comes up. And when I read these sentences at a slower speed, I think 
you will have a much easier time understanding them. But let's see how you do. Here is sentence number one. When we tried to set off the firecrackers, we learned that they were all duds. When we tried to set off the firecrackers, we learned that they were all duds. Sentence number two. I need to have someone look at my computer. It stopped working yesterday. I need to have someone look at my computer. It stopped working yesterday. Sentence number three. Do you know how to spell the word comprehension? Do you know how to spell the word comprehension? And sentence number four. Dogs don't like fireworks. All those booms can be very scary. Dogs don't like fireworks. All those booms can be very scary. Okay, well, those were the fast versions of those sentences. Were they too hard to understand? Well, if they were, I think you will have a much easier time when I read the sentences much more slowly. Here is sentence number one. When we tried to set off the firecrackers, we learned that they were all duds. When we tried to set off the firecrackers, we learned that they were all duds. So when we tried to light them, that's what set off means. When we tried to activate them, to make them go, to make them work. When we tried to light them, we learned that they were all duds. Remember dud? Something that doesn't work properly. So when we tried to set them off, we tried to light them, to make them explode, we learned they did not work. They were duds. Sentence number two. I need to have someone look at my computer. It stopped working yesterday. I need to have someone look at my computer. It stopped working yesterday. And here we have that have construction. I need to have someone look at my computer. I need to have someone do something. I need to make a plan. I need to make an arrangement. I need to make an appointment in order to have this thing happen. Sentence number three. Do you know how to spell the word comprehension? Do you know how to spell the word comprehension? And in case you don't know, here is how you spell comprehension. C-O-M-P-R-E-H-E-N-S-I-O-N. Comprehension, or the ability to understand. And sentence number four. Dogs don't like fireworks. All those booms can be very scary. Dogs don't like fireworks. All those booms can be very scary. And that's true. Many dogs do not like fireworks very much because those booms are very scary. Well, that is this episode's listening quiz. How did you do? And that is the end of episode 79 of Everybody ESL. 
Remember, if you have any questions about English, or if you have any comments or suggestions about the podcast, or if you would like to record an introduction that I can use at the beginning of a future episode, the same way Martine recorded the introduction that you heard at the beginning of this episode, send an email to everybodyesl at gmail.com. I'll be back soon with another episode. And until then, keep going, keep practicing, and keep learning. Goodbye. I'll see you soon.